welcome to the Ambition to Grow podcast, a safe space for women of color to be empowered and encouraged with authentic, transparent conversations. This podcast is for all the women striving to be the best version of themselves while growing and healing. I'm your host, Bree Ward, and my goal is to bring you a little closer to peace and your ultimate power. Welcome to Ambition to Grow. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Ambition to Grow podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to have you here listening with me and uh, just talking about some stuff to help us grow a little bit. Happy Juneteenth. Uh, Do something to celebrate some black people this month. Buy from some black owned businesses. Do some research. Maybe share um, some black owned brands or uh, just celebrate celebrate the black people. Okay, it's Juneteenth. We deserve it. Period. Um, I also want to give a shout out to my niece Rainy. It's her third birthday today on the day that I'm recording this. So shout out to you. I love you, and I love watching the little girl that you're growing into. Uh, that's the epitome of growth right there. Seeing my niece Rain being born and all that she's done to grow is just truly amazing. And seeing the same growth in my son literally like a year after, <laughs> it's just amazing to see. So I love it. I love it. So I hope you guys are doing good today. Um, if you aren't doing good, just remember the good times are ahead everything must come to an end so the sadness or the anxiety or the depression or anything that you're feeling is not always going to be there and um it's okay to feel those feelings it's all right to not be okay and yeah i just want you to remember that so on the last episode i had mentioned that i have a new therapist and um this new journey of finding a therapist and just Um, starting out therapy again this is my second time um, going to therapy in my life just the second journey um, has definitely just sparked a lot of thoughts and conversation with people in my life uh, my family and friends and just talking about like how therapy is just such a um, almost trendy thing to talk about like oh my gosh get therapy everybody's like advertising these like online therapy platforms and stuff which I'm not knocking that at all but I just feel like it's definitely something that is talked about but not um really discussed if that makes sense like everybody wants to talk about going to therapy but nobody's really talking about how hard it is to find a therapist who you are compatible with or that you can afford or if you don't have insurance what type of options you have if you do have insurance what type of options you have it's really deep and it goes a lot deeper than a lot of people talk about so yeah I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that today um since it is just kind of a hot topic that everybody's saying go to therapy but nobody really talks about the actual process Um, So jumping right in, I want to talk about my process with therapy. Um, So I think uh, the identifying moment for my therapy journey was really uh, after I had my son. Um, So I'll probably get into this in a a later episode, but I had a more traumatizing labor and birth um, experience. Um, I was diagnosed with preeclampsia when I was about 
36 weeks, 35 or 36 weeks, I believe. Um, and so I was kind of, I was preparing for a birth in a birthing center with a midwife and I kind of, you know, prepared for that my whole birth or my whole, um, pregnancy, excuse me. And after that, uh, you know, after I was diagnosed with preeclampsia, they're kind of like, see ya, like you have risked out of this option and now you have to, um, you know, have this OB that you've never really met and, you know, do this labor that you weren't expecting is pretty much the opposite of what you wanted. So I had to end up having a lot of different interventions and, um, I was induced, um, so I had an induction. <laughs> uh, I don't even really want to get into this because it gets so deep, but essentially I had an induction. All of the techniques weren't working, so my induction lasted for three days, and so I was just going through all of this, like, stress and strain on my body, um, also while being, like, having on being on Pitocin and um, blood pressure medication and just all of these th types of things. It was just really hard on my body. I ended up hemorrhaging and um, just losing a lot of blood, getting really, really sick after, and then I was hospitalized for two weeks after my birth. Um, and so with all of that happening on top of being a mother and on top of just regular life stuff, it's like when we go through things like that, life still goes on. Nobody really presses the pause button. It's just like, well, yeah, you're going through this, but you still have to, you're still a new mother. You still have to pay bills. You still have to raise your kid. You still have to go back to work after, you know, after this, um, so yeah, I, I was dealing with a lot and I just kind of identified like if I don't get help and I keep going at this pace, like I am going to do some real, probably have some really destructive behaviors and not, um, be the best person that I can be for my son. And he was my real motivating factor because I mean, I have plenty of reasons to go to therapy before. I had my son. I just never really had the true motivation um, to make take that step and say, okay, you need to do this, you know, despite it being hard, but despite it not being sexy and not something that you, you know, is super appealing that you want to do, you still need to do it. Um, so I feel like that was my first identifying moment was realizing I'm really burnt out. I'm really stressing. I'm really triggered all the time. I don't really know how to handle these emotions that I'm feeling and so after doing that or after experiencing those things that was kind of when I took the first step um and trying to see like okay what does this actually look like like yeah I need therapy <laughs> now what now now what so one of the things that I felt really strongly about was like, I want a black woman therapist. Like I want a black woman therapist who's going to understand like the health disparities that black women have when they're giving birth, um, that it's going to understand my experience as a black woman. Like that was something that I was really keen on. So when I was trying to find that, it was really hard. I mean, it's like you type in Google Omaha black woman therapist. It's like you really don't get much. 
Um, so I was just really struggling trying to find someone. And then when I would find someone that I'm like, okay, you know, reading the bio, this seems like it would be a good match. Um, I would reach out and do like the whole like, hey, the, we, do you take this type of insurance? Yes, I do. No, I don't. You know, it will cost, I think at one point somebody was like 100 to $150 an hour. And I was like, um, <laughs> I can't, you know, I need to go at least once a week. I can't, I can't afford that. So it was like coming down to, okay, what is, what can I afford? What does my insurance accept? Are there any like type of programs or something that I can utilize that is going to help me in this area? And so luckily, you know, I was doing taking those steps and my mom was able to give me like a list of different like community based programs and um, different options that I could look at at my job. Um, I believe it's called ELP. Hold on one second. Let me look it up. Okay, it's actually called EAP Benefits, and it stands for Employee Assistant Programming. So it provides um, assessment. So your first therapy ses session is an assessment, which is usually like an hour to two hours long, um, and then short-term counseling, and then if needed, you know, referrals after that. So I, th I believe my job had like, you could do six sessions or something like that. Sometimes they're quarterly, sometimes they're in a year. Um, but if you have like a more traditional job, a lot of jobs do offer that. It's just not always something that's really discussed or even known. Um, I had heard about that on a podcast, I believe, and I I believe my mom also had mentioned EAP benefits. And I was like, okay, I have seen some things like that, but if you're just not really consciously thinking of it, it may be something to easily overlook. Um, so that was kind of my first step was just trying to look at like, what does this look like? Can, is it something that my job can help with that I, you know, have included in my insurance plan that I didn't even realize? Is it something that I can get on my insurance where I do like a cheaper copay? I didn't know. So I was trying to figure out those things, which meant I was researching things online. I was emailing my employer. I was calling and emailing different therapists and trying to talk to them and see if they accepted certain insurance plans and certain things like that. So it was a lot of like legwork and heavy lifting and I'm just like, dude, like I barely have the mental capacity to like take care of my basic things that I need to take care of in my household and with my baby. And now I have to do all of this extra stuff where I'm trying to call around and, you know, email and get all of this different information. And it was like really like a lot. So like that process took a while for me before I kind of I think I would kept kept getting to like breaking points where I was like, I need to go to therapy. I need to go to therapy. I need like I am breaking down and I need something that is going to help me. And I think that was kind of the point where I was like, OK. I know that this is hard and it's a lot of heavy lifting, but I still need to do it because it's not just for me. Like, I'm not trying to be a broken woman raising a son, like a black son in America at that. Like, that's a whole other thing to unpack. But it's something that is not an easy task. And I need to make sure that I'm on my stuff so that I can be the best version of myself for my son, for my husband, and most importantly, for myself so that I can show up for my loved ones. 
Um, so those were some of the things that I kind of initially went through in the process of seeing like, okay, I do need a therapist and what does that look like to get there? So uh, what I ended up doing was going through a community-based program here in Omaha that um, actually was really awesome and I was able to fill out a um, information document and then someone called me immediately set me up with a therapist and so the catch with this program though was you don't really get a choice of who your therapist is it's kind of just like a first come first serve whoever has availability so I was placed with a therapist who was a white male which was fine I was at the point where I was like I need a therapist I just want to get started in the process and if I need to change my therapist along the way then I can do that um, I just really need to get started but obviously I, like I said at the beginning of this I wanted a black woman therapist so I wasn't super thrilled that I you know had somebody that I knew wasn't going to understand my experience um, but I just hoped that it would still be a good fit um, so I didn't know what to expect I was very nervous um, and I, I just was trying to get in the habit of just being transparent with someone um, like a stranger at that and I think that it was he I was hesitant at first and um, now in my new role in therapy like my new with my new therapist I'm realizing things that made me uncomfortable about my old therapist one example is I just felt sometimes like not necessarily heard I felt like he would hear what I was saying and then he would counter it with some logical reason um, as to why I'm feeling that like for example if I felt a certain type of way in a friendship like I had a friendship that I was feeling like neglected in and like I wasn't really uh like the friendship was falling off in a way and so I expressed that and he was like well in my friendships I felt this and so that's probably what your friend is feeling so you know it's, it's really not like that big of a deal and so in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is therapy, you know, he's right. You know, I, I probably am not really thinking that that's the biggest deal. Now looking back, I don't feel like that was the type of therapy that I needed. That might be the type of therapy that some other people thrive with. But for me, I needed to be heard. And I felt like just like in other relationships in my life and that I've had growing up, I was not being heard. I was told what I should feel and not that what I was feeling was okay. And so that was something that I didn't like, but I didn't even necessarily know that that was something that I didn't like. It was just something that I was being kind of fed that I was just like, huh, you know, I don't know if I really care for this. And so little things like that and other topics that I would bring up that I would just feel like not super heard or not really understood on or like his personal experiences played a role in what he was expressing to me and then it got to the point where I would be forgetting about my appointment and I would be like 10 minutes before and I'd be like oh crap I need to leave right now to go or I wouldn't have somebody to watch my son so I'd be having to cancel I just felt like it wasn't a great fit I'm just not gonna keep going in on that I just felt like it wasn't a great fit Finding a therapist is like hard. So like in this way, I felt like very grateful for just the opportunity to get started and to kind of eliminate all of the, well, calling this person and calling that person. And it was just like, hey, 
you're in the program here's the person that's available take it or leave it and I felt like that was something that I needed just to kind of help me get on the track of just being in therapy getting used to going and sitting across from someone and expressing my feelings it's difficult in a way um but it was also kind of liberating to have like a outside source just giving me feedback um and I think finding like a compatible therapist is like even harder. So just like finding a therapist period is hard. And then when you actually are trying to find somebody who you like personality wise, you can, you know, vibe with or that you feel just like understands you just a little bit in a different way um, than just surface level, just like understanding my experience. Um, so like with my new therapist, um, so so with the with the therapist let me go back in my story a little bit so with that first therapist I ended up um you know missing appointments and stuff like that and then I was just kind of to the point where I was like you know what I think that I'm going to switch direction so I reached out to him and I was just like thank you for all of the time that you have provided but I think that I'm going to uh switch directions and look at, for a different therapist that can meet some of the needs that I'm trying to meet at my, this time something I can't remember exactly I think I looked up a template on how to break up with your therapist and I did that because I just felt like it was time for me to like not do that anymore I just felt like I was no longer growing and it wasn't helping me get to the progress that I wanted to get to and that's okay I wanted to just switch directions so I waited quite a while it really was like another hmm, probably almost six months or so before I really took the, the active steps to get into therapy again because it was that same thing and I knew I knew I was gonna go through this program again and I knew I was going to try to request um, someone that I thought would be more aligned with me. And it ended up being the same thing. Like, this is the one person who has availability. But luckily, it is a woman. I was super gung-ho on, I want a black woman, I want a black woman. But when it came down to it, I understood that it doesn't have to be a, a black woman for someone to ex understand my experience. Um, it just needs to be someone who's willing to listen and willing to understand. So I don't care if that's a white man. I don't care if it's a black man or whatever, like a white woman. I don't really care at the end of the day. I thought I, it was something that was very important to me. But now I'm realizing I just need somebody who truly understands and is willing to put in the effort to try to understand my experience with what I'm telling them. It doesn't really need to be anything else than that <laughs> so here um are some other things that I wanted to mention um you know with having therapy it's it's definitely something that I would recommend to anyone I feel like so many of my family and friends are going through it we've had things that we've dealt with in our childhood we have things that we deal with on a daily basis and it's not easy to do and it's something that we can't always we can't always talk to our significant other about or we can't talk to our parents about or our friends about because it might be about them or it might be something that they don't understand or that they're going to try to insert their opinion and their experience on so it's nice to have an outside voice of reason and it's nice to have somebody to help ask you questions or help you to look at things from a different perspective um, and discover things about yourself. I feel like that's something that even my old therapist and my current therapist have done has done is just 
help me to challenge myself and just challenge this idea that I have of myself and not limit um, my life to the things that I have experienced or the things that I have seen and just know that you can shift your life in any direction that you want you really do have control over um your experience is just all about your perspective and i'm getting going off on a tangent here but i think it's just nice to have somebody who can help ask you those questions and look at help you to look at your life from a different perspective and you only have to talk about um what you're comfortable talking about if you want to talk about your relationship and that's really all you want to get into then you can express that to your therapist and you can say hey I know other things might come up along the way but I'm not really comfortable talking about that right now I just am really here to talk about my relationship and see how there's ways that I can you know be better or whatever whatever your specific objective is um and that's something that my mom helped me understand with therapy too it's not like okay I'm in therapy and now I'm just in therapy for my whole life like that definitely can be the case and I think that therapy is helpful just with all of the different change and phases that we go through all of the time but just looking at your life and being able to set a specific goal and say like hey I want to set a boundary with my dad I want to be able to set boundaries with my dad that is my goal in therapy and so when I'm coming here every week I want to talk about different ways that I can do that different you know techniques that will be helpful for me and help me to be able to keep this relationship healthy um, with all of the things that I can do and sometimes that is it you know it doesn't have to be any more than that yeah you probably are going to bring up some childhood things that you have gone through you're probably going to talk about your past and certain things that have impacted the the life that you have you know lived up until this point because that's what has made us who we are so therapy is not just something that It's just, it's a lot more deep than I think people give it credit or or people talk about. It's just like, oh, get better help, therapy, yeah, yeah, rah, rah. And it's like, therapy is not, like, it's ugly. (laughs) It's not cute. It's like, it can be intimidating, but I want you to know that it's so worth it because I, like, look now I look forward to therapy and I go through something and I'm like ooh, I'm about to talk to my therapist about that so we can unpack this together because if I I'm a self-talker I will talk myself into a deep hole and I will get very nervous and anxious and create some whole made up scenario in my head and it's like instead of doing that now I can be like ooh, that triggered me I think that I'm going to try to talk to my therapist about this or let me write this down. Let me write this experience down so that I can remember to discuss this with my therapist next week Um, and being able to just be comfortable with what I discuss uh, with her. I'm not going in there talking about my deepest, darkest secrets that I don't want anyone to know. I might be I might feel comfortable enough to share those things one day, but right now. 
it's very surface level. We'll t- we're talking about things that I'm experiencing, um, like in my work environment and in motherhood and just in being a wife and navigating my life right now. It's just very like, yeah, this week is tough, you know, and trying to get through the weeks. I haven't even really scratched the surface with other things that have gone on in my life. We've talked about a little bit about my birth situation. We haven't even gotten into that yet. I'm very still fresh a few weeks in, but I'm just saying all of that to say it's not like you have to do some mad dash and talking about all of your trauma and cry every session. It may be that for you because you have to get that release off, but it doesn't have to be. And so it can be whatever you make it and also having a therapist that you're compatible with definitely will help that uh, help you in that area as well um so one thing you know I think maybe a question somebody might have is when do you go to therapy um I think that going to therapy could is something that you can do at any time it doesn't have to be during a big huge life pivotal moment I think this it's sometimes better to go when it's not a huge life pivotal moment because that's usually when it's harder to get through all of those harder steps like you know trying to figure out with your insurance or if you're going to go through a community-based program or you know figuring out if you qualify for certain things um that is harder to do when you're going through a huge pivotal moment so when there's things that are kind of cooled off and you're just like hey you know life is pretty good right now that is still a good time to go to therapy because you may life ain't always gonna be good (laughs) i'm gonna tell you that it's way it's ebbs and flows to this thing and it goes up and down and so it's not always gonna be good and so going when things are good can help take the stress off so that you don't have to go through all of those hard steps um later but it's also good to go when big changes are happening good or bad um if you're overall just wanting to grow if you have trauma and heartache and things that you need to process things that have gone on in your childhood teenage adolescence you know all of those things there are things that we have gone through and that we just bury and we just try to you know sweep under the rug and just because we don't talk about it or discuss it or we maybe have never even told a soul that doesn't mean that it's not there and that it's not something that's eating at you it's not something that can be causing sickness in your body it's not something that could be like still harming you just because you're not talking about it um if you have other specific life goals if you're like i really want to you know switch careers or I really want to you know um be a better mother and show up in my children's life better whatever it may be there are so many reasons to go to therapy and they're not all negative my therapy journey right now is very focused on positive changes that are happening in my life and how to navigate those because change is hard whether it's happening whether it's negative or positive. Um, And I know that having an established relationship with someone that I trust now is going to help me for when times aren't as hard and for when I am breaking down and I'm crying and I'm talking about whatever trauma when I do get to that point because it's very important to get to those points too. Um, We can't always just be surface level if we really want to grow and get better. It has to get ugly before it gets better. 
Um, so overall, I just, I know it's hard, but I just don't want you to be afraid to take that first step. Going to therapy is hard and it's just like taking the first step could literally mean just Googling what, you know, therapists are in your area, looking up different community programs, which I will also try to leave some information in the, um, description, um, for therapy resources just so that you all have that. Um, because I know that it is so, oops, my phone's beeping, <laughs> um, but I know that it's just really, uh, is difficult and it's daunting and everybody talks about it. So give yourself grace and time. Don't feel like you have to, you know, have a therapist by this date or you're the worst. Like just give yourself time, take those steps, write it in your planner and just try to do like one thing a week towards getting that therapist you know, even if that's just looking up something, even if listening to this podcast was your first step, or if looking up YouTube videos of what it's like starting therapy and trying to make sure they're not sponsored videos, because I think a lot of times sponsored videos are very, um, they just try to really sway you in the direction of buying whatever their product that they're selling. And that is something that also kind of bothers me that therapy is just being like monetized and capitalized on because it's just watering it down. And it's like, ugh, therapy is like not something to be taken lightly, like at all. And it bothers me that it's getting just like washed down. But that's why I wanted to put this out there. Um, so it's okay to change therapists also like your comfort and your progress is the number one goal So don't be worried about trying to hurt your therapist feelings if they get broken up with all the time I'm sure and it's like just do your part Close the relationship out on a good note as long and yeah, just make sure that you're Letting them know like the reason why I just want to go in a different direction I feel like I've kind of hit a plateau with my progress and I want to find a new therapist, you know, thank you so much for your time and efforts that you've put into this relationship, period, and move on, like, I don't think that it's, um, that's anything, there's nothing wrong with that, and that was something that I struggled with, because I don't like doing that stuff, it's not easy to do, so, yeah, just remember your progress and your comfort is the number one priority, and, um, maybe make a list of items that you want in a therapist, uh, like I was saying in the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, I need a black woman therapist. And maybe I, instead of focusing on like out, out, outer things, maybe focus more on internal um, or like communication type things that you would like, like a good listener, someone who has had relatable experiences to me someone who specializes in trauma therapy somebody who um understands addiction things like that something that is more cognitive something that is more set on the type of mindset and the type of experience that you want to have in therapy um and less on the outer appearance or things because i have come to learn that it doesn't matter what shape color, gender, anyone is, it's all about the heart and soul of that person. And if they're really trying to help your benefit, um, then it'll be known and you'll pretty, I think you'll know pretty quickly if it's somebody that you're compatible with. 
And it's, it's sometimes good to put those little feelers out in that first appointment. Say some of those things that you might be scared about being judged on, or maybe say, I don't like being judged, so I want to be comfortable when I speak with you. And maybe if you, they are judging you, then they know to keep it in check while they're in front of you or something like that. Um, because also keeping in mind that these are humans, like these people are not perfect. They are human and they may not say the right thing all the time or they may accidentally offend you. And it's, it's okay because these people are human too. And even though this is their job, they're still trying to navigate life just like you are. Therapy is something that I have found very beneficial and that has helped me in my life um, and just been helpful to my overall experience and growth. And I think that it's something very important that people can learn from and that everyone should go through at least once in their life just to be able to be challenged and heard from a completely outside objective perspective. It's something that I found very valuable and I would love to hear about your experience with therapy or what's stopping you from taking that first step because I know it's hard and it took me years before I took the step to say you know what I really need to do this and it was when things had gotten so bad that I couldn't stand it anymore and I just want to advocate that you don't wait until you get like that and try to do it when you have the strength to um to take those steps (sighs) all right moving on to the tail end of this podcast and some of my favorite parts uh we're gonna move on to that's what brie said um this this what this quote comes to me at a great time just because it's something that i don't always do (laughs) but i don't want you guys to be like me i want you to be better so listen to your body listen to your body your body is always telling you things my body is often telling me that i'm tired that i didn't get enough rest that i'm dehydrated that i'm hungry that i'm overstimulated and you know what i usually do i usually ignore it and i'm just like shut up I got to get these dishes done, I got to get this boy's lunch made, and I got to finish sending these emails out. So you can wait for your water and your food and your relaxation, and you still don't go to sleep at midnight tonight and wake up at six. So it doesn't matter. Ignore all that. And that's not okay. That's not what we're supposed to do. It's okay to take the drink of water, sis. It's okay. Sit down. Sit down. Them dishes will be there. Your kid can eat some graham crackers or some Cheerios. They probably want that better than whatever food you're trying to cook anyway. Sometimes you got to say, just like what I've been saying in my other past episodes, you got to say yes to yourself. And that sometimes that means listening to your body. Sometimes your heart might start racing. That might mean you're anxious about something it's just so many different things that we go through on a daily basis and our body is trying to tell us how to respond and we are so quick to ignore it so I want us to stop ignoring our bodies we've been conditioned to do it but it's time to listen it's telling you how to feel and what to do and sometimes your body is telling you that you have a lot of pinned up aggression and trauma that needs to be released 
in therapy. <laughs> so it can go, it can be surface level, like you need to drink some water. It can be like you maybe need to take the steps into getting a therapist so that you cannot be punching holes in walls and cussing people out just for, you know, doing the something very slightly wrong. We have a lot of behaviors that are linked back to a reason, cause and effect. And we are so quick to ignore them and discount them. And we got to stop doing that if we want to actually grow and get better. So yeah, um, moving on to the last segment, my favorite song recommendation. This song is Born Tired by Janae Aiko. Janae Aiko? I'm never sure exactly how to say it. But I love her so much. She's such a beautiful, angelic, pure soul. She just always seems to just evoke great feelings through her music. She incorporates a lot of like sound healing and sound bowls and things like that in her music too. And I just love it. Um, um, so I don't even need to pull up the lyrics for this because I love this song. It's one of my favorites. So my favorite part is when she says, look at how far you have come and look at all that you have going. Look at who you have become. Baby, you've got to keep going. Rest your weary heart. Dry your teary eyes. I know that you were scarred and torn apart inside. Darling, so am I. But baby, I was born tired. And I love that song so much because it just reminds me that even though I'm tired, like right now I'm tired, I really wanted to lay down and rest because I have a busy day ahead of me, but I needed to get this podcast recorded and I needed to put out my light and make sure that I'm consistent and disciplined with this that I've committed to. Um, And so sometimes you're tired, but you don't have to sulk in that and you can be still happy and glorious in your tiredness that you're okay and that you've come so far and that you still have so far to go and yeah we're getting more and more tired every morning every moment every day that passes us but it's okay to feel that just know that you can keep going and that your strength is not dependent on you it's dependent on God and that if you trust in him you can rest assured knowing that he is going to take care of you in your life and your family and with that my little boy is waking up from his nap which is perfect timing <laughs> so we're probably gonna get ready to head out because we got some fun birthday and father's day activities planned for the day so I hope that you guys have had a great weekend. Um, yes, I hope you had a good Father's Day weekend too. I forgot to mention that in the beginning. Even for the people that um, don't have their father here who they may have passed away, they may have not been in their life, they may have a tumultuous relationship with your father. Um, I am praying for you and my heart is with you because I know that this day is not easy for you, especially with seeing everybody talk about their fathers and being a father may be something, uh, having a father or, um, you know, that could just bring up bad memories for you. So I'm thinking of you regardless, but either way, I hope that you have a great rest of your day or evening and I will see you guys back here next week. Bye.
Thank you so much for taking time to tune into the Ambition to Grow podcast. I hope you're leaving a little more blessed than you were when you started the pod. If you enjoyed the show, show your girl some love with a five-star rating. Also, follow me on Instagram at Ambition to Grow. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night. Stay blessed, love.